Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP podcast reviews edition. My name is Jong. I'm one of your hosts. Alongside with me is my bestest best friend in the entire world, Atin, over there. Shabax, how are you doing, Shabax? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, happy to be back and uh, excited to see what's, what, uh, what's in store for us this week. Yeah, we have a lot of great shows and movies uh, coming up, uh, so it's starting to pile up. We're doing a little bit more of a scheduling this time just to make sure that we get to all of the cool movies and TV series for you guys, for us to review and give our opinions. But if it's your first time here in our channel, hello, welcome. This is the Nexus podcast of everything fandom. Uh, every week, we have multiple shows for your viewing pleasure. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we review a show, a TV series, uh, and a movie. We deep dive into them, uh, provide our you know our, our synopsis, why you should watch it, uh, even rate them for you guys, so you know whether you should spend your hard-earned resources and time to watch it by yourself or with your friends and family. On Wednesdays, we have uh, our very very first D and D campaign recorded. And post it onto uh, the YouTubes and the podcasts for your uh, viewing and listening pleasure and for our posterity's sake. Uh, you know, we've always loved DD. We've never had the time or resources to do it. Now we finally are doing it, yeah. uh, having a blast uh, with uh, you know our friends, doing something just totally different. Um, on Thursdays, we curate um, uh, a set of short short videos clips featurettes mostly trailers so we know what we can be hyped about uh in upcoming content so if you guys uh, are looking for or want to look forward to cool tv series video games books and movies coming up that is the show for you as well on fridays chubax and rj has uh uh, cannot get enough of D&D so they did another campaign where they're the bad guys this time and those videos posts on a Friday so as you can see uh, almost every day of the week you'll have fresh content to participate yes. and interact with us with so you can do that by going to your browser typing www.youtube.com slash plus 63hp so you can watch us. We'd love it if you'd like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you know when our new videos uh, drop. Um, you could also follow us on all socials. So we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the handle at plus 63hp. And if you don't want to watch our faces, if you don't want to see our beings and you just want to listen to us, Put us in the background while you're working or doing chores around the house. You can do that as well. Just go to your favorite podcasting app. Our favorites are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Search Plus 63HP and we will be there. So hopefully you'll come and join us. In today's episode, uh, we are uh, reviewing the first season of a highly acclaimed, a very well-received new addition to a very popular franchise but before that we want to remind you next week is fun uh 
She-Hulk that dropped in Disney Plus a few weeks ago will be having its third episode. So since we don't do episode by episode, we want to do our reviews in chunks. So you have a little bit more uh, of, of discussion to chew on. Uh, the third episode is dropping next week. So we are also discussing the first third of the first season of She-Hulk. Hopefully it'll have more seasons. So that's going to be fun. If you want to join on the discussion, watch those uh, three first three episodes with us. But this week we have Star Trek Strange New Worlds. This is a very, very fun show. And before we go to the uh, spoilery review, Trebox, what's your pitch to somebody that has um, that hasn't seen uh, Strange New Worlds or any of the new Star Trek? to get them started, to get them to subscribe to Paramount Plus mm -hmm. uh, or or buy the uh, individual episodes. What did you like about these series? Uh, and yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So Star Trek Change the World is basically the original series back. Like the original and the next generation back in its uh, standalone form. You know, so each mm -hmm. episodes are more standalone. Uh, there's no real overall arc some something some um, strands along the way but uh it's like one of the interview of i think it was a producer that said like for story wise they're gonna be standalone but it's not like uh one episode somebody dies and then the next episode everybody's tip it up everything's okay no the, the, the emotions carry over but um yeah so it's basically original style star war star trek and every episode's standalone, so you don't need to think too much. You know, you don't need to remember much. You just have to enjoy it as it goes. And I love this series, so this is this is really good. You know, I mean, I love Discovery already, but uh, this one's pretty special. The first season. Yeah, I, that's the I think because of the proliferation of binge watching and these. Uh, multi-generational franchises like the Game of Thrones, like the like the Stranger Things, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's usually daunting for people to jump into a very storied franchise. So Star Trek is they have so many so much property out mm -hmm. there. There's there's so many seasons of so many different types. There's so many movies. So sometimes. If you're you're if you're new, if you're a, a a budding teenager, you haven't really experienced Star Trek the way that mm -hmm. our parents have or our, we have experienced Star Trek. Mm -hmm. it, usually, it's there's very few entry points to make it easy for new and old people to uh, coalesce and enjoy the series. But I think Strange New Worlds is the perfect entry point. Like what you said, it is episode by episode going back to the original roots of star trek um it has um it has some through line that is not particularly it's not super duper deep and sometimes they mm -hmm. kind of refresh you on it almost on an mm -hmm. episode by episode basis that through line we'll talk about in the uh, non-spoilery stuff so it's going to be one of those very very smooth transitions where if you had zero idea of what star trek was fine but the more that you have um, uh, historical uh, um, knowledge about the franchise, the more that you will appreciate Captain Pike, the mm -hmm. more that you will appreciate uh, uh, Sam uh, um, Kirk, the more that you will uh, experience oh uh, uh, appreciate Uhura, Uhura uh, and 
uh, even their their medical officer currently was essentially in the very very first pilot and was kind of like replaced due to some other stuff um in what i think it was the 60 in the 70s so but like like Pike. Of, Pike was Pike too, player, right yeah. first episode right o only one episode and then they replaced them with kirk so this is one of those things where it's fun to really get into this on top of that every episode will have its own little mini theme that you will appreciate i think mm -hmm. that is lost in um in current television like either you need to be all in five six seasons like a better call Saul, or like a breaking bad that you need to know invested in every character you need to be there in discovery one. Yeah. discovery too uh, they were trying to put people pull back uh, after the second or third season but this one at its core is super cool like you can jump in any episode you can enjoy it because the story solid they've uh they've um they've casted really really great actors so and it good. really looks good it doesn't look like yes. you know the thing with the monster of the week series like uh, in the CB cw series is yeah you might need to have a lot of of suspension of disbelief because of the in the limited Legit. resources that they have in the in CGI and effects, but this one they're very very um, deliberate in the things that they do, and it looks really good. I, it's acted really well. It makes mm -hmm. other shows like uh, Halo. It makes them look like a B movie because this this the sets the effects. They look. It looks good. I I, I guess yeah. if you think about it, there's not a lot of effects because you know there's just like in the room. But the way and, they set it up, you know. Exactly. So I mean, I, I've um, good. The good thing that you mentioned, because I, I was gonna mention that later on too. It's like once you get to the later episodes, you kind of see the pattern of an episode, which is funny because this has always been how TV was before. There's a setup, there's like a second act, and then there's like a, a little set piece, and then they conclude it, and then towards the end of the season, it's like, oh, they're in the bridge, they're in the halls of the bridge. <laughs> They're in the transporter, and then maybe there's one set, one yeah. different set every yeah. every episode, and then they go back to the bridge. Oh, they do a lot of stuff in the captain's quarters, right? Yeah. Well, it's like oh, and you don't feel it because it's well paced. Yeah, it's well the story done. is good, it, it, and it makes sense. Like you don't spend, you know, you don't want to spend too much time in the in the uh in the bridge because like how can you talk shop? Oh, that's why Captain Pike cooks and chats with normal people because they want to. He wants to get to know everyone, and that's, uh, you know, pushes the story along, gives Pike some cool stuff, and you're not bored with the bridge. So it's like I really, really, a lot of the things that they've done here. There's very, very few mistakes, if at all, that I recognize. I just it's a really good series. Um, just looking at the stats right now. They they um they won the Legacy Award in the Hollywood Critics Association TV Awards mm -hmm. in 2022. So um yeah so it means like and then there's a lot of 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 categories where this show has been nominated, best streaming series, outstanding sound, uh anything for comedy or drama, best science fiction, best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. There's a lot of stuff that it's up for awards for because it shows. Mm -hmm. It's it's just simple high quality television which what you what you mentioned already why couldn't halo do this why couldn't uh other shows be like this and we we see it because like we can see this we can see boys right high well, discovery is also television. amazing right the the oh, mean, yeah. how it looks cinematically mm -hmm. so yeah um with that mm -hmm. if if you guys if our if our viewers or listeners 
Um, hopefully you've been enthused. If you want to, you know, pause the podcast, go to your computer, do a little uh, one one month trial of Paramount Plus um, to test out. You know, the good thing about it is like, all right, now Paramount Plus has its stack. You have this one, the, uh, Strange New Worlds. Discovery is great. I love Lower Decks, Lower Decks, the animated version of Star Trek. Uh, yes, you can power through um, Halo as well. So there's, you know, four, four, five series there that you know is is and, uh, kind of like worth the subscription. And the good thing about I don't know why people are so scared. Wait, you can subscribe for a month, watch all of them, and unsubscribe. It's yeah, not that hard, true. you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. for I mean, a lot of people, me included, will forget to unsubscribe. <laughs> so. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I think it's it's becoming. I mean, I did not have Paramount Plus up until this series came out because, like, I always either borrowed somebody's login or did the a trial, and I figured because like I Halo, cool, um, but your movies are great, right? That they they pull out, uh, but you know you want to make sure that it is meeting. Now you have a solid set. Like I think three or four franchises is good enough for me, um, and of course, like you can also watch like all twenty seasons of. NCIS, which is also amazing, <laughs> of all NCIS. So, yeah, so pause the podcast, go watch the first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, come back and discuss with us, right? So, okay, you've been warned, spoilers are a coming. Chabax, what's uh, our uh, quick synopsis of the first season <laughs> of, <laughs> of uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds? Yeah, it's going to be hard to, to jump into this, but... Um... Yeah, so basically, um, I don't know if they you even need to, but they did appear in Discovery first, like Pike, mm-hmm. uh, Una, and Spock. But and we'll we'll That's see, like you, you don't, yeah. But uh, so this is basically maybe um a decade before Kirk, right, or mm-hmm. before he becomes captain. Yep. So yeah, we start the episode seven years. I think so we, we start with the season with Pike. Um, knows what's gonna happen or thinks he knows what's gonna happen to him at the end where he saves some cadets but it gets horribly disfigured and hurt and disabled no no he's still he's still alive he was in the you know that machine where that's how he so that's like his wheelchair so it's like he can't talk or anything it's like disabled Uh, yeah um did I miss it? How he how he was told about his future? How he saw was it oh, about yeah. a time crystal yeah, again? Yeah, or yeah. So so basically, in discovery, they needed a time crystal, but then that was a payment. Or Pike had to live through his vision, and that was the vision. That was the future if he took the time crystal. Okay. But yeah, he, he had to he, he had to take it. Yeah, so he still took it. So that was like his test if he was gonna still gonna go through with it. So anyway, we start with the season with him like uh, on vacation or on sabbatical and stuff. But then Una, her, her, his first officer gets uh, gets in trouble. So he goes out, goes back to uh, Discovery. We get to meet this great cast with um, Uhura is still a cadet, not even in the bridge. A lot. Uh, we got Spock, the science officer. Uh, we got. Uh, the amazing La- Laan Nunyan Singh, a descendant of a uh, Khan, and mm-hmm. she's a new security officer. We get um my big crush, uh nurse nurse. Uh, oh my god, we're the same church. Same is it church. 
I fucking love Nurse Church. Yeah, and then there's chapel. There's chapel, chapel. chapel. <laughs> we upgraded her. I know. Already. I keep forgetting. Yeah, and then uh, we get the. I also love the medic or the the chief doctor, mm-hmm. and um, who else? Ortega is amazing. The the, the their their pilot. So yeah, um, but everybody is banger there. Like everybody know, so is crazy. It's, it's, it's the really... grumpy engineer, the the grumpy psychic engineer. Hammer is amazing. Hammer. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, we're not going to too much detail, but basically they just saw how you know how Pike saves uh, Una and also a world divided, like uh, civil um. Uh, a planet that's at war with itself, fighting factions, and he's able to show them a possibility, a bad one, so that they can avoid okay. it, and helps them basically, you know, do better. And uh, this is I've I've I mean we grew up as a Picard guy because that was our okay. time, you know. But man, Pike is stealing it for me. Like he's uh, he's both. Thing is for me, he, he is pretty. He is charming. He is smart. A little bit of a cowboy. I think you're right. Everything that I, at least I've seen from uh, up until now, like he has a little bit of Picard. He's he half, has a little bit that's, of. That's what I was saying. Kirk. Like half, half Picard, half Kirk. Like he. And, yeah, go. No, and, and like half Picard, half Kirk, but totally on his own. Like totally new, totally cute. So I, I think like. Yeah. Um, Anson Mount. Right, his name. Uh, yeah, they they got so. Yeah. They oh, and they now got, I'm realizing how could have um um how could the Inhuman series be so bad because Edson Mount can speak can speak. <laughs> All right, so like it's wasted, right? But but yeah, because he's basically you know how charming and more charming and stuff that like Kirk, but then. He he follows the rules more than Kirk, you know. So it's like as he's half half. So it's amazing. He's, I love him, and then he has the you know great crew around him. So second episode, uh, Children of the. So the first one is Strange World. Second episode is Children of the Comet. Here we start to see um, more um, another a new episode with point of view more on Ohora, and we see more like Mike. What you said before, like cooking, and he's an amazing cook. And gets to know his uh, crew and Uhura. I love that Uhura's like, she's not, doesn't even want to be here. Like, she doesn't yeah. know if she wants to be here. She just mm-hmm. took an exit or took an out to be, and, and, and she's amazing. Like, yep. she has the, she's a prodigy in languages, which has got her here, but she doesn't know if she's gonna enlist for the long haul, as they say. But then this was an amazing episode where um, a comet was going to hit a planet. But the comet was sacred to another people, to another uh-huh. uh, race, so they they kind of had to navigate that. So that was cool. And then, uh, we get to the episode three, Ghost of Illyria. So this one is where we get more info about uh, Una, um, the first officer, that she's uh secretly. Her, he, she's not human. She's Illyrian, which is like um, a race that Genetic. was, yeah, um, genetically modified. Their mo was they wanted to always modify themselves to get better, mm-hmm. and it's banned by the Federation. That's the only one. The one of the few things that is banned by the Federation is yeah. genetically modifying species. 
Because yeah. that's the thing. So that's a good... I didn't realize this until I was preparing for this episode on how, you know, Star Trek's um, uh, mission is to explore, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, even in the first episode, they're exploring, but they're also very, very cognizant and not changing the course yeah. of the evolution of a species. So they will, they don't want to impede it but they don't want to hasten it as well that way that's why the first episode was very very um important to set up the series because it kind of tells them about everything our mission is to help but you know your first officer got caught um so you kind of have to do like a lot of diplomatic things or espionage things to get your first officer back without um showing uh, the, the this the species that is at war, war with each other, uh, what could happen if they continue the war? So essentially, what happens is, you know, they didn't show them their future; they show them Earth's history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, this is what happened to us too. We got this technology, we used it for war instead for for growth and exploration. This is what happened. So this is what's gonna happen to you guys as well. So, and then and then now the reason why genetic modification is kind of banned by by um uh uh the the federation is like yeah it it gives this particular species uh either inhumane slash unfair advantage on how their species would develop on their own so it's kind of like it's always gray area what i so what's the difference between genetic modification and having a warp drive right so just don't do it on your on the cells, but you can use you know you can modify a ship, but you can modify yourself. So I really started thinking about this particular episode as well because I knew, oh, all right, you know, Illyria illegal. Oh, somebody, some somebody in this crew is going to be Illyria yeah. too. So I was like, and they were right. But yeah, so that's also going to be my issue. Like, uh, not an issue, but like a, a good uh, thought. Like, are they arresting? Well, in the, in episode ten, they're gonna arrest uh, Una, but is it only because she lied or because she is Illyrian? Because like the problem with that is like I can understand banning something for you know, the modification of race, but just banning a blanket for race, like she doesn't maybe yeah. she, maybe she doesn't want to enhance herself. I think it's because she, she just lied. Is, she just is, right? yeah. So that's we'll see how how it goes in the next season. But one of the more interesting, you know, thoughts for them. So next episode is so that's Ghost of Illyria. Um oh uh we also find out that um their doctor Mbenga is hiding his daughter in the in that the is so, in the buffer that, in the buffer. Yeah, in the buffer. So that's kind of true. So when you're energizing, when you're teleporting from one place to the other, there's a place in between where you are decoded before you're recoded somewhere else. So that's, you know, we've seen so, so many, so many movies, so many series about Star Trek. Nobody has, I don't think, I, I've, I've never heard of this. So that's yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And then, so, yeah, you can technically live forever there. So, yeah, so the daughter, his daughter is sick and is dying. So he keeps her in a buffer and just brings her out every few hours to to see how she's doing. But, uh until she he finds a, a cure next episode is one of the one of my personal favorites memento mori this is where they go mm. up against the gorn and it's it's really good like uh i love how they set up the gorn here as like 
ruthless. But I, it's also so funny. Like they're so they're ruthless hunters, but they can operate starships. <laughs> that was like they set them up to be like it's, this. It's, this apex it's combination of predators, aliens, and, and aliens. Yeah, and the tiny aliens and Star Trek was just kind of. Yeah. So this was good. Uh, Laan was like one of the main here, and it showed. Yeah, she's really good. Too. I think Danny's that she she's a Laan fan. And then um, we have some intense stuff here also, like um, I call it like the the submarine warfare, you know, it's because if you notice like uh, in typical like um, airplane shootouts or uh, um, ship shootouts, there's like lots of shooting and stuff. But in submarine, it's just like one, one torpedo and if it hits your fuck, so it's like... Anything torpedo in the water, everybody stands. Everybody's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Oh, shit. It's a mess. So, so it's always intense. And then yeah, I love this episode. There's also, uh, in the first four episodes, so that's the fourth episode. We kind of see all the themes, the role of 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 uh, uh the Federation, particularly Enterprise of exploration, the main through line of of uh, Captain Pike knowing his future and then working either towards it or against it. So we have, uh, and now the Gorn is a big through line, right? So mm-hmm. I I really like how they kind of like build on every episode just so that you can understand. Again, it's, a, it's an individual episode, but it also has like a, a multiple layers of stories when you kind of like follow the season along so it's like really well really well paced yeah it's like and also sorry this is where this is where the uh the grumpy engineer died uh and my episode that was episode nine the the second the the one in the ice planet the goring oh okay oh sorry sorry okay yeah right stop okay continue so yeah so the, the way you said it was nice it's like it's standalone episodes but the way they built it, so that you know that there's something underneath. So if if you know there's something underneath, even better. But if you don't, it doesn't take away from you know from what, mm, the what, what was the story. The so next one is their comedy episode with Spock Amok, and I'm happy because I thought I was the only one that was seeing like chemistry between uh, even in second episode between Chapel and Spock. Well, Chapel's a little, you know, she's a little flirt. So yeah. She, yeah. She, She's a little flirt, so she wants a lot of these like engagements with, uh, with different people. Um, uh, and the reason why he likes Spock because Spock is honest, so yeah. it's great. So yeah, so so this is where um, Spock gets switched with uh, his fiance, and they experience sides from each other. Uh, I do love the the thing here with the the diplomacy mission, and they couldn't figure out. Why they couldn't make oh. peace with this? With this, uh, but they're like copying the the standout. They're, they're like, super uh, em- and I love that idea. It's not that it's they're copying because they're super empaths. So the episode was there was this race that was not uh, that they were trying to draft into the uh, to the federation, but every time that they try to negotiate them, they never sink. Right, it's either they're super logical or they're super emotional, um, similar emotional. Uh, so I, again, Pike inferred that it's not necessarily about them. It's about just like they reflect back, you know, what they see, what what they see, and then in the end, instead of negotiation, because like one, there was aggression, 
from a different species. There's logic with Spock. And then with Pike, it was just full honesty. Right. It's like, right, you know, you don't have to. So, and they appreciated that. So that was so, again, another idea that's like, oh, I, I wish they thought about that. That's so cool. Then we go to six, uh, lift us where suffering cannot reach. So this one is uh, a really good one too. Um, lots of, uh, you know, a good debate here where Pike uh, meets one of his, was it an ex-girlfriend or somebody she was he was involved with before? Mm. Uh, who's one of the leaders of a planet that in the end they find out uh, sacrifices children or a child to keep the city alive. And this is where the debate where, you know, interfere or not, like, is it, is it uh, the early as bad as it, as it sounds? Or, you know, if it's voluntary, but then it's a child. But so there's a lot of debate here, but what's well done. And uh, lots of bedroom scenes in this, in this show. <laughs> uh, we yeah. go to... Captain Pike Fox. Yeah, we go to <laughs> episode seven, The Serene Squall. This is where we get uh, uh, Angel. Uh, was it his name? Captain, is it Captain Angel? Oh, I liked her too. Yeah. Uh, um, I I think uh she's transgender, right? I don't care. <laughs> they pick she's yeah she's amazing. I I mean like she's like Desire in Sandman, like really mm-hmm. really um really um really draws you in even when she's mm-hmm. playing a bad guy. But this one was like a the typical uh pirate heist where they successfully uh uh able to steal um. Enterprise. Federation. Yeah, Enterprise. The Enterprise to try and uh Oh and the the, the I think the twist was right she uh Captain Angel was married to or is like the girlfriend of Spock's the girlfriend brother. of Spock's uh half brother uh, that is who who is uh, an extremist, a logic extremist. It and it's in He's prison. Uh, or, or rehabilitation center oh, yeah, as so the, 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 the the fiance the, said. Yeah, and then we get to episode eight, the Elysian Kingdom. Uh, this is where this this has been done before. So this one was uh where they get to a nebula and weird stuff happening. Um, a story that uh the Doctor Mbenga tells his kid or his daughter suddenly made reality somehow and then in the end we realize that it's like a super intelligent um cloud being and it was touching also like uh, um we find out that uh well we find the conclusion to his daughter and it's very sweet where um she could he couldn't find a cure but this being who was helping the daughter you know said that she can help her and she can grow up with her and we see that we saw in the end where he meets uh, an adult version of her yeah within she, seconds yeah right? but within seconds of letting her go uh an adult version of her daughter comes back to tell her about her experiences that she did live it's a been life. a lot yeah so, so it's a bittersweet moment too because you know she obviously she didn't grow up with him but at least she did grow up and she was happy she did help also that being because the being was lonely as well. And then we go to episode nine, the All Those Who Wonder, their alien episode, which was really good. 
Um, uh, I like how they do the small details too, like how Mbenga is not able to detect who's infected. Uh, I like how the suspense is built, the the Gorn. I still don't know how the Gorn goes from that alieny to a starship uh, crew controlling mm-hmm. <laughs> a race, but uh, I'm sure we'll see them again. And then this is where I'm shocked that they killed the Hammer. I know why they killed Hammer. Why? Makeup. But dude, yeah, I know, but this is a Star Trek show there. I mean, Saru has been in Discovery well, for four seasons. Sir, he, I think he's the only uh, uh, exception because like, he's, he's always been the Guillermo de Toro go-to. So he probably lives in prosthetics. But I was thinking, I hope the actor comes back as a different actor without the makeup. But no, for me, because I thought if you would ask me the person that's guaranteed not to die, I would choose, I would chosen Hammer because... Is their only alien? Is there resident not? Uh, I mean, I know Spock's half Vulcan, but he's the only. And Lan also. Well, she's human, but, but yeah. she's modified. Yeah, visibly. Modified. Yeah. yeah, so she. Uh, yeah, well, Elara too, Una, but yeah, visibly he's the representative of this is a science fiction show, and then he they killed him. So like. Well, they have to put in Scotty at some point. So I didn't think it's gonna be this early, but. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then we get to the finale where we get a surprise uh, episode where Pike uh, finds a way to or finds a chance to alter his future and is rudely disabused by the future future Pike, like denied by his, <laughs> by his future self, yeah. like bro. Cock block. No, <laughs> uh, no. I know. I know because no, 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 no. I'm the result of who you become if you do that. But man, uh, uh-uh, ain't good. And I love the way this episode goes through because it's not they're not saying that uh, Kirk is better than Pike. They're just saying that for that situation, it Kirk's, could have been different. Kirk's way would have been more appropriate. You know what you know what I mean. So I loved it. Uh, we also got uh, I know we got uh, Kirk uh, cameo here, surprise cameo because everybody was expecting him. On season two, because he was—they already announced they they casted him as Kirk. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know. So everybody was expecting him on season two, so it was a surprise when he popped up here. But we also got—I uh, don't know if uh, they already casted him. I didn't research, but we got a voice of Scotty. Yeah. In the in the, in the, in the future, they didn't—they just showed the hand or something, but his <laughs> voice was there helping uh, Spock. Spock with the photon, photon torpedoes. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah, so that's season one. I can't wait for season two. Uh, I saw in Comic Con where they're gonna do a crossover with Lower Decks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you didn't see that. Oh, it's dude, it's so fun. Like, so in Comic Con in panel H or one of the panels, it was Lower Decks first, and then after that, they they left, they introduced the Strange World cast, and then the voice actor for um, the two leads. Uh, the name's not coming to me now for the uh, uh, Quaid and uh, Jack Quaid and uh, I forget the other one, the girl. But they came out and then the, uh, they say, "Oh, we're not invited." And then they suddenly, Pike said, "Like uh, I have the honor of saying that uh, we're gonna have a crossover." And they said that uh, Yui, I think, yeah, right, his character. Oh no, you, you in the boys, the boys, the boys. Yeah. Uh, I forgot their characters' names, but the two of them will appear 
in Pensu Worlds as themselves. Live action version of their characters. Ooh. Yes, it's like I mean, you're gonna see me, but you know, more red and purple hair, and then the other girl, the girl also. And then that you're gonna, going to you're also gonna see Pike in an animated version. In an animated version, really oh, so I cannot wait for that. The question <laughs> is the ti- the question is the timeline though, because they're TNG Riker after like post post. I'm sure it's going to be some timey wimey stuff where you know. Uh, a, a a wormhole has torn uh, a a a a rip in space time continuum. I agree. And then they, you know, stuff like that. But I I do love see the lower. I like the way that the thing that Star Trek, the Star Trek franchise has done and has lapped the Star Wars, um, uh, franchise is that Star Trek cares less about the continuity of the entire universe they care more about individual shows while the star wars franchise are hampered by making sure that everything ties in with each other like if i do a boba fett there needs to be a uh a, a mando if i do a mando it needs to be a callback to this what no it's like just do your own fucking thing so it's you know but again it's it's we're much more used to multiple enterprises in multiple different timelines doing multiple different things so it, it's a little bit smoother so because like right now i was like lower decks i just really enjoy it as it is like yeah. it, it's just animated fun with the star trek crew i don't even for i don't even remember if it's the star trek crew too sometimes it's just like a fun show um yeah but it's different when it's like rebels or the bad batch in disney plus series it, it's like you're really reminded that this is oh this is a universe that i need to kind of like they're nudging them the viewers more to watch other stuff while star trek is like yeah let's watch the next episode you're good so but yeah this is i i didn't realize that i'm very very excited i'm gonna watch that youtube clip if i find it so oh yeah so that's uh star trek stranger worlds i'm gonna go with the radio. with that Chewbacca, what is your final like, and rating out of 10 for Church New World Season 1? Uh, this one, I'm going to go with a 10. Like, every episode was... Uh, I watched this with my daughter, Ooh. and every episode was just, you know, um, some episodes made me cry. Like, all of them uh, hooked me. Uh, she said they can't Agreed. really find faults, so, you know, great cast. Great effects, great story. So yeah, no need to think too much. I go with the ten for this. No, I I, I wasn't gonna go with the ten, but you convinced me. I'm just gonna go with a nine. Yeah, it's okay. like one yeah. of those, you know, the thing where I'm at this point. I'm looking at it as if I bought Paramount Plus just for this show. It's super worth it. Like it's you know just ten episodes, one series. What six ninety nine seven ninety nine? Super worth it. Great mm-hmm. acting, great great effects, great story. Hooks me. Um, so I, again, it, it, the bones are there. I think this is going to be a solid, solid franchise. I hope they don't overstay their welcome. I hope all the cast members stick around. Like all the main cast members stick around. They don't need to be yeah. written out. So yeah. Um, with with that. Um. Uh, that is our show for this week. We mm-hmm. hope that you liked uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds as much as we did. Let us know what you think. If you've seen it as well, did you like it? 
uh, did you hate it? Uh, did we miss anything important that we uh, that that needs to be discussed? Um, hopefully, we'll do the same thing in the next season. Final goodbyes, Chabox. Yeah, I love the show. Can't wait for ne next season. And uh, yeah, thanks for staying. And thank you for watching till the end. This is the Plus 6 3 HP Reviews Edition for the weekly show, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, we'll see you in the next video. Goodbye.